0: buttons and pulling triggers this is gun funny
1: welcome to gun funny episode 188 today i'm going to chat with Alexandra, discuss recent news on executive orders on gun control highlight a new chassis from Custom smith manufacturing and talk about the global impact that goes with the newest internet meme I'm your host, Ava, and Alex, how are you doing today?
2: Good. So far, so good. You're talking about how we both had a rough morning.
1: Dude, you have but, no uh... idea. <laughs> you ran out of dog food. I've been waiting for this plant to come in from USPS, and you probably don't know, but ever since COVID, I got really into plants. So Dude, much. Babe. You did too? Yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. My house looks like a jungle at this point, and then I started <laughs> collecting so rare fine. plants We'll have to exchange pictures because <laughs> it has gotten out of control and none of the local places have rare plants. So I've been ordering them off the internet and when one gets lost in the mail, like this one just did, apparently it never left Florida, but it showed that it went from Florida to Colorado, back to Florida, back to Colorado. I'm expecting to unwrap a super dead plant, but actually only one leaf was destroyed. That was good. You
2: want yeah. a good job then. I would have been freaking out.
1: Yeah. And right now it's just soaking in warm water and some thrive <laughs> something fertilizer. I think it's going to make a comeback, but yeah, it's crazy. That's funny that you're also into plants because <laughs> I told Will, Rinky, I was talking to him about plants. Oh my god, just shut up. Just oh my god, you <laughs> might as well just buy 10 cats and now that I'm getting back to traveling, I have to go to an event with American Outdoors. It's Smith and Wesson and Mossberg and all this. I have to leave on Monday for that event and what the hell am I going to do about my plants? They need humidity. Who's gonna refill my humidifiers? They need a certain amount of heat. But you're and- you're in way in deeper than I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. I honestly I kind of wish I just bought 10 cats. Yeah. Cats would have been so much easier. Just buy a bunch of litter boxes and I'm set.
2: <laughs> take care of themselves. Yeah. I try to get plants that are easier to take care of. I've killed my fair share. My problem was that I would overwater them and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't watered you in a few days. Oh uh, <laughs> here, let me give you a gallon of water and then they yeah. die. And I'm just-
1: Or they look yellow, which if the leaves turn yellow, that actually means that you watered them too much, which took me forever to figure that out. But, oh, no, they're dying. It's because they don't have water, but they're yellow because you overwatered. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I hear you. Or in my life. I know. One thing that is easy, though, Smith & Wesson... If you haven't checked it out, the Shield Easy is one of the pistols that I recommend most, especially to newer shooters or ones that have less upper body strength. This isn't to say that this pistol is only for people that don't have the ability to rack a slide well or that are elderly or women or anything like that, because even if you have this gun and you're an experienced shooter, you're still going to love it. But it's just one of the semi-automatic pistols out there. It's probably the only semi-automatic pistol out there right now that is super easy to operate. As far as loading the magazine, it has those little tabs on the side like you would see on most 22 magazines. The slide's super easy to rack. And then they also have the Performance Center Edition, which has a lot of upgrades. It comes in 380 or 9mm. If you want to check that out, head on over to Smith-Wesson. And like I said, I'm going to an event next week that includes Smith & Wesson. I think mostly their accessories is what American Outdoors owns yeah, so I should be posting some content with them here in the next couple of weeks. All right, deconstructing the industry.
0: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
1: Alex, I'm super excited to have you on. For me. Um, of course. Just, so, you know, this is my First podcast ever. Are you for
2: real? Yeah, you pop my podcast, Cherry. O I mean, I did M one, G. I did one with Ben and Will, but it was just like a QA for my YouTube. Yeah. So I don't think it counts.
1: <laughs> Dang, that's
2: crazy. <laughs> this is my first official one. So that's insane, Yay.
1: especially for as far as you've come in your career. I'm just surprised.
2: Yeah. Well, it's hard to find time to because a lot of podcasts do video now. And yeah. it's hard for me to like, you know, it's a little bit more in depth when it comes to that. Versus just hopping on a Zoom call with you and then just doing it that way.
1: Yeah, which is kind of why I did it. For the guys that are listening, they don't realize you have to have some time in advance because all right, well, am I washing my hair because you don't wash your hair every day? And then okay, well, today's a makeup day. Tomorrow's not a makeup day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like my do my eyebrows have to be on? Yeah, my glasses. (laughs) Someone's gonna look at this and be like, "That is not her." Like, well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) you're like, yeah,
1: surprise, this is what I look like in real life. (laughs) That's how I disguise myself in public. I just don't wear makeup. I look homeless. Nobody recognizes me.
2: (laughs) Well, unfortunately for me, people still recognize me. They're like, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, oh.
1: Maybe on Snapchat with those
2: filters. Uh, Let me see what filters you got.
1: (laughs) No kidding. All right. For listeners who aren't familiar with who you are, what you do, can you give a little bit of a background?
2: Yeah. So I started in the firearm industry a long, long time ago when Instagram wasn't really that big of a platform at the time. It was a small app and people were just posting pictures of food and whatever. I don't think anyone understood how Instagram worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was one of the very few women, I feel like, that started on the platform in the firearm industry. At the time, I was just training for three gun matches and then I got addicted to three gun and then my my profile, my name, my brand grew with the platform as the platform grew. Uh, So did my following and such. And then I started getting out of three gun just because it's really expensive. I didn't have sponsors at the time, and ammo is not cheap, especially today. Ammo's way worse than it was back then. So, oh,
1: yeah.
2: the fact that I was complaining back then, I want to go back really? in the past and punch myself in the face. But, right. You know, gear is expensive. And it was just like, you know what? We're just going to make content and have fun with firearms. And, you know, then the rest is history.
1: And then at what point in your career did you decide to switch over to video games? Or was that something that you were always doing? That was something I was always
2: doing, but I heard about streaming on Twitch and I was always told to do it and I thought it was weird. And I was like, you mean to tell me that people pay someone to sit in front of a camera and live stream themselves playing a video game and they make money? And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, that sounds weird. I'm not doing it.
1: And then you did it. Well, I can pay my rent now. <laughs> I know. And then I did it and I'm
2: like, holy crap. Like, this is like my main source of income. This is what I do. Like, this is like my full time job. We we're talking about how a nine to five sounded really good considering how busy we are and traveling and exhausted. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like, <laughs> it's like my nine to one or my 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. two a.m. So my sleep schedule is super jacked up just from streaming and playing video games, but it's totally worth it.
1: Oh, I can imagine. Because you won an award at the Gundy's. Was it best crossover? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I remember you saying something pretty funny. Yeah, mom, all those nights that I stayed up playing video games, well, it paid (laughs) off.
2: Yeah. She she used to bitch at me all the time. When I was a freshman in college, I think, I was still living with my parents. I did not want to live on campus. But I would stay up till one or two o'clock in the morning, like beating on my gaming stool. And I broke (laughs) it. And then she's like bitching at me like, what are you doing? You're freaking 19, 20 years old. You'd be playing video games till two o'clock in the morning. You have an exam tomorrow and all that crap.
1: And I'm just like, aha,
2: sucking now. <laughs> right before. Now it's got a award for it. And I'm making
1: money off of it. <laughs> no kidding. I know. I remember I signed with like some marketing agency and they're like, all right, well, you got to create a Twitch account. Huh? What is that? And I saw, well, here's the thing. I don't play video games. I played Frogger once, and that frog did not cross the street, no matter how much I tried. I suck at video games. And no, it's totally different now. You can put all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah, it's and, for anyone. Yeah. Well, I just, I haven't got into it. You know what? I have my eggs in a few different baskets. I don't need to put it in the Twitch basket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't spread yourself in over everywhere.
1: Yeah. Would you say that that is now still your primary income is what you do on Twitch?
2: Yeah, I just started dabbling in YouTube this past year, too, and that went really well. But now I'm, I'm hitting a wall with YouTube just because of the firearm content. Mm-hmm. Um, some videos will get demonetized or flagged and then the others won't. But it's the same kind of content. I'm using guns and it's promoting violence and it's just they don't freaking tell you what you did or didn't do wrong. So you don't know which hoops to jump through. So it's just a guessing game at this point. Yeah. Um, at least with Twitch, they're pretty straightforward. They don't mind guns. You could, I knew a lot of people stream live at the range and Twitch is pretty, pretty much all welcoming platform for conservatives and liberals. No, they're not really, try not to get too political at accepting of everything. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I would consider that still my main,
1: that's my home. Okay, cool. If someone were considering streaming on Twitch, What would be your initial recommendations? How they'd get started, or would you recommend that they don't? Um, I've been streaming on Twitch for
2: about five years to get to the point where I am now, and the problem people see is like the success of where someone is now. Mm -hmm. They didn't see that the grind and the freaking headaches beforehand. I would just say, if you are going to do it, do it consistently. Start at the same time every time yourself a schedule, let everyone know what your days are off. and what, It's basically like a job mm-hmm. and just to keep doing it because the problem with Twitch is versus YouTube or Instagram, you know, you could post something on another platform and then send it and then it'll just grow on its own and it'll be shared throughout wherever. And then you create, create following by just posting one versus on Twitch. You only grow by being live. So people only see you when you're interacting live. Mm-hmm. It only gives you like I don't know, on average, about four hours to be seen. And it just takes a really, really long time to do that. And it's a very competitive platform. So don't get discouraged if you feel like you're failing. It's just the long, grindy process.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't realize is just the amount of work that it takes just to get to a certain point. Because even now in my career, people send me guns and people are like, wow, it must be nice to just get free guns. And I hate when people say must be nice. <laughs> because you guys have no idea all of the blood, sweat and tears that I put into building myself to even where I am now, which I still feel like I have a really long ways to go. And it wasn't like I just showed up or got a sponsorship from Smith & Weston because, hey, I'm a girl who shoots guns in this industry. <laughs> it's a process. And- it
2: is. A lot of networking. And I mean, that's what the most important part is, just making relationships and taking advantage of opportunities to meet someone new and, and make a create a relationship and network with someone, that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm,
1: definitely. How did you end up being in Call of Duty?
2: Um, so I worked with a photographer, his name is Clayton, for five years, maybe six years, and he did a lot of my content for me. And we created really badass, like he was honestly the best photographer. I guess you could say he was in the firearm industry, but he shot women with guns, but in a badass setting with like dirt and helicopters and just, you know, he worked with Dylan. So they all had freaking machine guns. I mean, it was just way over the top. And uh, he was someone I worked with for a very long time and Call of Duty. And I feel like those photos is what got me into Call of Duty. I got an email from someone saying, hey, we want to use you in a video game. And I'm just like, (laughs) you know, so many random, creepy emails like that. It's hard to take things seriously. Yeah. So I'm like, it's probably some like basement dweller making a freaking mobile game or something. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll hear you out, you know, whatever. And then uh, they're like, okay, well, um, we want to get you on a call. This is with we're going to make you sign an NDA, blah, blah, blah. And it said Activision on the bottom. And I was just like, wait a minute. Activision I played Call of Duty my whole entire life I know damn well who Activision is when I got on the call and I was just like after the call I was like um is this for Call of Duty and then they just got quiet and they were like yes I was like Punching the air and like fist bumping and doing a dance in the kitchen while I'm also being professional. I'm like, oh, that sounds
1: very interesting. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll think about it. But meanwhile, (laughs) you're like, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's exactly what happened. And then they flew me out to LA and like two weeks after that, we developed this character face scanning and holding different objects. And, you know, because they wanted my hands and my arms in there. And I'm like, are you sure you want my hands in there? These things (laughs) are hideous, dude. (laughs) But yeah, apparently I'm. said they were going to use my hands for all female characters. And I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. It was an interesting experience. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that starting in this arena that at one point, it's just amazing all the opportunities that come your way that you wouldn't even think of.
2: I know. And I'm like, this all stemmed from just me terribly shooting at paper targets when I was like 18 years old, 19 years old. And Developed into this It's
1: mm-hmm. nut. Yeah, were you always raised around guns?
2: Yeah, I went through a phase where I didn't shoot guns just because I got tired of them. Because I was born and raised in the country, and we would go hunting all the time. Duck hunt. Wake up at freaking three, four o'clock in the morning. Put on <laughs> waders when it's freaking fifty degrees, forty degrees outside to go duck hunting. It just that was like a way of life down here. And I'm just like, God, I'm like, I'm so over this crap. And then I picked it back up for a sport. And I haven't been hunting in a while, but that's where it started.
1: Nice. And then one thing I did notice, I found this out about you maybe like a year ago. I don't even know. It was one of those things where you research something on the internet and you go through a tunnel and next thing <laughs> you know, but is it your mom that owns a bakery?
2: Yes. Her and I went in on a bakery when I was in college. <laughs> and it's really cute pretty- though pretty good at it. Like, I'm, I don't know if you are aware of what French macarons are. Yeah. Uh, I love those. They're the hardest to make, to make like hands down one of the most difficult pastries to master. And we mastered it and they were really good. And it just got so busy. Like baking is so exhausting You have to wake up super early, you know, Mm pre-prep. And then, then you have to prep the night before you close, make sure you have enough ingredients because we made everything from scratch. Everything was fresh. We didn't refrigerate anything. Everything was made to order essentially. And it got really busy and exhausting. And we just said it was successful. We just sold it. So we are just like, screw this, man. Where you were, it'll drive you to the ground. It's just,
1: yeah, I can imagine you at home. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a job. It's exhausting. I didn't realize that macarons were so hard to make, but that makes sense because you're literally paying three dollars per yeah. And you're just, huh? What?
2: And people in the south, you know, we're a lot of, we're not aware of that kind of shit. You know, we're just like, what what is this little cookie thing here? Like three dollars <laughs> for a freaking cookie. And it's like, all right, listen, dude, it's it's almond flour. It's called a French macaron and the and they're just like, you know, they don't get it. And <laughs> and it's really hard to make and they're just like not getting it. I'm like, God. I'm in the wrong place for this, (laughs) right?
1: Well, I did see it and it was super cute. And it was something that I did not imagine you doing. And I didn't know that you sold the business, but it's good that you guys were able to create something that was super successful. And I'm sure that if nothing else, it gave you experience running a business because that's another thing that a lot of people, they think, well, I can bake really well. So let's open up a business, but they don't realize all the work that goes in behind it, the advertising, the costs, even to be able to make a profit. But mm-hmm. if nothing else, I'm sure it was a good learning experience.
2: Yeah, I wish it was a nine to five. But when you're not there baking, you're at home doing something else on the back end, like running your numbers, in your books or or, or whatever, marketing, like you said, or coming up with new flavors. That's another thing. Like every season we would try to come up with something new from scratch. So you have very limited windows of time to create something new. It's just ugh. Yeah. Would never do that again. <laughs> no, totally, okay. totally glad I did though.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I'm gonna take a quick break, talk about SB Tactical. Probably the most popular brace of all time is the SBA3. It's one of my personal favorites. It's one of the most versatile because it has a five position adjustable to match your size. In fact, I'm about to do a review on a 300 blackout upper, and I'm going to be using the SBA3 brace. Its construction makes it rugged, but also very comfortable. The arm flaps are some of the most comfortable ones, in my opinion. It also is pretty minimalist as far as the design goes. It's not bulky at all. Plus, it's in stock right now in flat, dark earth. And the bracelet, the buffer tube is only $169.99. But remember, you're going to use that code GUNFUNNY15, and that's going to get you 15% off your entire order. And that is at sb-tactical.com. How long have you been into fitness?
2: Uh, Let's see. Probably right after high school. I'm 30 freaking one now. I'm an old fart, so
1: quite You're a while. like after the bakery business, and I gained a bunch <laughs> of weight. Okay, let's go on the other end of that. <laughs>
2: Dude, the, the problem with the fitness industry is like it, it's all based. They judge you based on how you look, yeah. and that's not yeah. okay. But yeah. then, and even now, people still do it. That to be judged off your body is okay, but it totally mentally screws with you just because you want to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point when I was show prepping. And I would make a new cupcake and I couldn't eat it. How am I, why am I mixing, baking these delicious from scratch cupcakes? And I have a show and I'm two weeks out drinking a gallon of water a day and I can't eat it. So I would literally eat it, chew on it. And then I would spit it out and then rinse my mouth out with water and then dump it in in the sink. And I just looked at myself in the mirror and I said, what is wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) And that was the moment that was the last time I did a show. It just wasn't even worth it. I got first place, I think, and I wasn't even happy that I got first place. I was just like, give me a freaking pizza and get me off the stage. <laughs> right. I over this.
1: No kidding. Do not recommend. <laughs> well, people think that people that enter these competitions that they're super healthy, they're ripped, they've probably have a good diet. But I actually was just teaching a class to somebody who was a fitness competitor and He was just like, yeah, it's super unhealthy. And then you can't drink water and then you do drink water. And he was explaining, screw that.
2: Yeah, it's it's terrible. Like girls losing their menstrual cycles is not healthy at all. Like a a woman getting below 10% body fat is just not good at all for your health. And yeah, you don't drink water for 24 hours because you're trying to dry out and then you consume a shit ton of sugar brownies, anything you can get your hand on and maybe a little sip of water just to get a pump where it draws it to your, your muscles. And then you work out before you jump on stage and they just kind of like explode a little bit. Then you see yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I look shredded. I look good. And then a week later, you kind of binge a little bit and you bloat and you hold water retention just because starved yourself essentially. And then it's a disease because you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm fat. And you're like, Not even fat, not even that you think you are just because you saw yourself, you know, your body in one state and then you see your body how it's supposed to be. And you think that you're fat and disgusting. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It's honestly, I feel like it's an eating disorder when people eat too clean and they obsess going to the gym. I feel like that is like another level of an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the point where I was at. So if anyone, I just, yeah. The competition thing is just not good for your mental state.
1: What about now, like in your career, do you feel kind of pressured to look a certain way? I do, especially when you shoot full auto. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because like rather how good you look, you know, people say you look good, but you get your arm underneath and you're just, (laughs) you're having your arm shake in slow motion. Yeah. You're just like, God dang, I need to go to the gym. But now I still work out, you know, Three to four days a week, I eat healthy. But you know, if I want to go freaking eat a pizza with my girlfriends, or I want to go drink a beer, I'll go drink a beer. If I want to, it's just a little balance. I feel like is what yeah. I, you know for your mental state and.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Well, also because I was thinking, I used to work out, and then I've noticed the last two months I'm, I totally let myself go. And the more I think about it, the more I get stressed out, and the more I just want to eat pizza and junk food. Mm-hmm. But then you're also stressed that the whole thing is just it's tough, but it really um, sucks. Yeah. And then once
2: you fall off, once you fall off the rails, it's hard to get back on. It
1: really is. And then it almost gives me anxiety to think to get back on, which I don't even know what that's about, because I know that it's not like I'm afraid to fail because I've accomplished it. But
2: I think it's the time factor. Like you're like, oh, I've been working out for two freaking weeks straight and I look just the same. Screw it. I'm going to order a pizza. Yeah. You know, you want instant gratification. Instead of waiting the four to six week mark.
1: Yeah. It could be. Even the other day, I was thinking I haven't really worked out my arms, and just having that added muscle on your arms helps you to shoot so much better. Mm-hmm. So, even shooting a machine gun, aside from your arms jiggling, it still helps you to, because it requires quite a bit of strength to shoot a lot of these guns and absorb a lot of that recoil. If nothing else, I should work out my arms just so I can yeah, shoot a little like, bit better. I mean, you got to
2: flex your arms anyway, like to, you know, hold it nice and tight. Yeah. So, at least if you got muscle and you're flexing hard and you're holding that recoil into your, yeah, it, it'll reduce some flab for sure. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. What is your typical day?
2: Oh man. Well, I don't wake up until 11 o'clock. Uh, usually if I have a photo shoot or anything, any earlier than that, it's a struggle bus just because of the whole streaming thing too late at night. But yeah, I wake up at 11, you know, I drink my black rifle coffee I do intermittent fasting. So coffee helps with that. And then I'll eat uh, around like one o'clock. My first, I guess I could say I eat breakfast at one o'clock. Work on emails, do a bunch of phone calls, plan my week out or the month out with, and I'm constantly scheduling something mm-hmm. every hour through emails or traveling, or I'm always on my computer, on my phone. Um, then I either have a photo shoot or we go to the range. We have something set up later in the day just because it's hot as balls in Myrtle Beach. It was like 80 degrees the other day.
1: Ugh, I'm so, so. jealous. <laughs> Where are you at? I'm in Colorado. It snowed oh, yesterday.
2: Oh, oh! I was just in Breckenridge in February. Yeah,
1: it's pretty, was, but I'm so over it. I'm so ready for warm weather. Yeah, we got
2: snowed in on our second day. So I was like, no, I'm good. I can't <laughs> do this. So I usually wait. So I wait till later in the evening to do any outdoor content just so I'm not dying because I get really bad migraines. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I quit or well, I didn't necessarily quit three gun. I actually just did one a couple of weeks ago, but not as off. I'm in the heat for too long or not drinking enough water or I eat a certain type of food. I get migraines where I'm like vomiting and I'm out for like two days, like unconscious. Like, wow, it's awful. So I usually wait to do anything when the sun starts to go down. And then I stream, get everything prepped. obviously meal prep probably for a couple days. I try not to meal prep too far out. That way, by the time you're on day three or four, you're not eating this gross, nasty, dry chicken or something. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep it relatively fresh. And then I stream till about mm-hmm. one or two o'clock in the morning. And then I go to the gym at two, three AM. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing is there's no one there. Yeah. No
1: kidding. So it's, it's great. And then I go to bed and I do it all over again. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And then are you still working with Black Rifle Coffee quite a bit? Yep, I am.
2: I still post for them. I still promote them. And, you know, I moved to Texas for about a year or two and created a good relationship with them. So I moved back to South Carolina about a year or two ago. And we still communicate and try to make content whenever we can.
1: Nice. I have to ask, and I always hate when people ask me this question, but what are some of your favorite guns? Honestly,
2: my favorite gun, and I actually had Will shoot it the other day. I don't know if you saw the story of his finger getting jacked up, like his finger. Oh, I did see really that. Yeah.
1: That. that. Yeah, was my,
2: <laughs> That was from my Marlin forty-five seventy. It's a lever-action rifle. Um, that thing is so fun to shoot. Like I have a Barrett fifty BMG, but it's not ideal to shoot. Right, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to take that to the range whenever. it yeah. weighs thirty pounds naked, and I, you know, at throw. You know, one of those rounds is like $15 around. It might even be more right now. I don't know. But
1: honestly, I was ideal to shoot. (laughs) I was thinking that 50 BMG would be so much cheaper now because it used to be, I remember it used to be like $5 around. But compared to all the other prices and the demand, I'm sure that that hasn't gone up as much. I haven't looked up what prices, if it has changed at all lately,
2: because it's not very often sought after. I don't think a lot of people have one. So Mm -hmm. it's not something. Yeah you know, demanded. But 4570 went up. Good God. It was like a dollar fifty around. And it went up to almost eleven dollars for like hotter loads. But those are the only loads to shoot. Like you want more recoils, more fun to me. And that is literally my favorite gun that I have. And I have quite a bit, but Mm -hmm. that one's the most fun to shoot for sure.
1: Nice. And then I'm going to talk about your dating life for a second. So dating guys, have you found that it's sort of intimidating for guys to date you? just because you probably shoot guns better than them, you have more knowledge about it, um, you're successful.
2: Um, my problem is is I'm real I'm not really picky, but I like guys more so on their personality than their appearance. Mm-hmm. And my problem is if you it's meeting people on the internet is hard because you don't know their intentions. It's like you're sliding in my DMs because you know, of who I am or do you really want to get to know me or is this like a fling thing? So it's really hard to like get what people want. Cause I'm 32 years old. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm ready to settle down and, and date someone, which I am. I'm actually, which is why I ended up dating someone I dated 10 years ago. I've known him since I was 15 years old. So he knew me when I had braces and no eyebrows. <laughs> so I know like, if he loved me then, <laughs> then I know for sure we're good. Uh, Cause that was like the most awkward stage of my life. And yeah, so it, it's just, yeah, I ended up just being with someone who I was with a long time ago and everything's great. And just the dating life sucks. Mm-hmm. It really does. And even if you are a female who knows anything about, you know, firearms and either way, it just sucks and people have skeletons in their closet and you don't find them until two years into the relationship. And it's just, it's messy and a a headache.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Through this, through this. I was like, Hey, Brian, how, (laughs) how you been?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see you're looking pretty hot lately. And uh, yeah,
2: you got a full beard now I'm into that.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it also helps too, because you want somebody who's going to look out for your best interest, which has always been my thing. But you also want to have similar interests, but it's hard to date somebody in the industry. And then if you do, in my experience, I've noticed that, yeah, it's all fun and games until you do better than them. And then they're secretly sabotaging you.
2: Yeah, I've had that experience. Yeah, Yeah. They would use me to get in with companies, use my following and create a deal for me that benefits them. And Mm -hmm. then they would later... Push me out of the picture and then it leaves them with that person or that company in the palm of their hand and then makes me look bad. And I'm like, you're literally riding my coattails, dude, and using me to benefit yourself. So I was always, ever since that relationship, I just, I was scared to like let anyone else in Mm -hmm. after that. So that's why, you know, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go hang out with somebody. I know every dark, deep, dark secret he's ever had. I know ins and out of his life. I know his family. And that way, I know it won't get used in any way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I can totally see that. And I can agree. Because actually, after I was in a relationship like that, then I dated my best friend who I never thought was attractive. But I just wanted somebody to have my best interest. And it's so hard. It's hard putting yourself out there. And yeah, I'm sure there's a million guys that would love to be in these guys' shoes. But you don't know who these people are. You have to be extremely careful. And it's just, it does. It sucks dating. Mm-hmm. It so, really does, yeah. And then, so you mentioned you're almost 32. So, do you want to eventually settle down? But I'm assuming you want to have kids.
2: I mean, I do. Like right now, I in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm way too busy. I'm at the peak of my career. I feel like mm-hmm. it would ruin everything. It, because after you have a kid, it's not about you anymore. Yeah. And I'm I'm too selfish right now to give that up. Yeah. And I don't want to sabotage. Something that I've worked the last 10 years for and I'm finally here and I don't
1: exactly want to
2: ruin it but I know you know 10-15 years from now if I don't have kids I'll probably regret it it's like okay I I'm now like 45-50 years old and I have no kids I what do you do with yourself at mm-hmm. that point so I do I just feel like lately women have been having children later in life mm-hmm. and you know, my mom had me when she was like 20, 21. I could never imagine having a 12 year old right now. Oh, I, know. I would, I would be devastated, yeah. <laughs> but you know, one day I do want to have kids. I just feel like I might wait at least a couple of years, but at what point are you too old to have kids? That's, the I know.
1: I know. And that's because I'm going to be 35 and okay. I got to make up my mind pretty quickly. If I want to have kids, we need to start having a game plan. (laughs)
2: Yeah. But
1: I don't know. I'm also leaning towards, I don't think I really want them. Right. So a
2: bunch of dogs or something. Yeah. I have my my dog in my lap right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have my little four pound dog, my plants. I'm good. I'm good. You know, plants and dogs. Yeah. What would you say is one of your favorite accomplishments throughout your career?
2: Oh, definitely Call of Duty, just because I got totally blindsided. Like if I if I someone asked me if you can be in any video game, a character in any video game, what would it be? It would be freaking Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Like I, I couldn't have asked for a better game to be involved with. And it's just even the success of Mara, who's the character in Call of Duty, has helped. You know, my brand and all my other platforms. And it's just like been a blessing. So, yeah,
1: I would definitely think so. And then, last question. So, any future plans that you can share with listeners?
2: Future plans? um, Well, I actually just got sponsored and signed a contract with the Army and the Army National Guard for this year. So, we're planning on doing some really badass content. We're looking, a little spoiler, we're looking at um, purchasing a Humvee and Just decking it out, kind of like pimp my ride and making it really freaking gnarly. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But it's going to be really
1: cool. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And then you forgot to add that also we're going to be shooting together or doing whatever together next month. In like,
2: it's like April or? Yeah,
1: I think it's mid-April.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be epic. And Lena Mitchell is supposed to be out there, too. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm pumped. Hopefully it's not too hot. I know, right?
1: Yeah. So we're going from where you are right now where it's snowing to like 85 degrees. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. So exactly. And I'm super pale. I want to go tanning, but then I'm also like at that age now where I'm trying to preserve my youth. It's right. like, yeah. uh, do you want to look like a ghost or? Piece of leather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's options. It sure
2: yeah. Uh.
1: But can you tell listeners, who, if they're not already following you, where they can follow you on the internet, social media, all that good stuff?
2: Yeah. So I have a YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. It's all Alex underscore Zedra. I try to keep it all the same. So it's easy to find me, but I'm pretty much everywhere.
1: Okay, cool. Continuing on with the show, if you haven't checked it out yet, you need to try out the Masada pistol. That's another review that I just recently did where I switched out the sights on my Masada pistol. I wasn't a huge fan of the sights, but overall, that gun for the price and it being optic ready is just amazing. It's super comfortable and accurate to shoot. One of the most ergonomic pistols out there, and it's 100% ambidextrous, which if you guys are left-handed, you already know the firearms industry does not cater to those who are left-handed. It's also optic ready and comes with adapter plates for the most common red dots. I personally put a in on mine and Suppressor Height Sights to co-witness because I really like that combination. The cost is only $480. That's MSRP. And so it's just an incredible value. Check it out at IWI.us. If you see any accessories that you like, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that gets you 15% off.
0: Politics. What is going on in the world today?
1: In today's world of politics, executive orders coming on gun control. Last Friday, the White House press secretary confirmed that Biden will be signing executive orders on gun control soon. No specifics were given, but they mentioned the 23 executive orders that were implemented under Obama. We're starting to see all of these again, and Biden has already eliminated the Protection of Commerce Act from Trump, which would have prevented banks from refusing services to companies because they sell firearms. What major executive orders are we going to see, though, beyond the usual? Word is that we are likely going to see a ban on importation of quote-unquote assault weapons in magazines. We've already seen the ATF playing games with private letters on this front, and sources say this will be an extensive ban. Another area that is highly likely is quote-unquote ghost guns, both 80% firearms and homemade. Biden confirmed both of these himself, saying, quote, we're looking at what kind of authority I have uh, relative to imported weapons, and well as whether or not I have any authority to pause these new weapons that are being made by 3D equipment that aren't registered as guns at all. There may be some latitude there as well. Pistol braces have also been likely to be on the chopping block, although the recent court win against the bump stock ban may give some reluctance to that. We'll see. Additionally, in a not at all obvious coincidence of timing, the wife of the one senator who said he will not vote to eliminate the filibuster was just nominated by Biden to be the co-chair of the Appalachian Regional Commission and Economic Development Partnership of the federal government and 13 states. Hmm. Anyways, as always, keep writing your representatives. Senator Manchin as well needs to constantly hear from all that the filibuster must remain because if it doesn't, then we're pretty much all screwed. All right, moving forward, Manicor Arms. They actually just got a new website. It looks great. That aside, if you're looking for a muzzle device, Definitely check out Manticore Arms. They make some of the best muzzle devices: the Reverb Muzzle Brake, the Eclipse Flash Hider, my favorite, the Night Break. If you want to look like a total badass and just shoot really flat, the Night Break it eliminates so much muzzle rise and reduces a lot of that recoil. They have thread pitches including half by twenty eight, five eighths by twenty four, and even left hand metric threads for a case. So no matter what gun you need it for, they have you covered. Check that out at ManorCoreArms.com and don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That gets you 15% off.
0: Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit GunFunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: Today's Q&A is, as a woman, what are your go-to options for a concealed carry? And I actually, I thought that this would be a good question for you because I'm interested to see how you carry. Right. So I have two options depending on what I'm wearing.
2: Obviously, I love my Glock 43 just because the frame is really thin and I wear, you know, leggings and tight clothes and stuff. So it's hard to carry without printing. And when I first started carrying, I would feel self-conscious that I was printing everywhere I went, but Mm -hmm. no one notices. Yeah, exactly. Like you can print so obviously and I don't think anyone would notice. I think it's just I don't know. It just screwed with me for so long, but I, that's what I love to carry. Oh, I'm only fortunate. It's only got like five or six rounds. So it's not really, I don't even carry an extra mag and I really should. I just hate having so much crap on me, especially mm-hmm. when I'm like on the go trying to get out of the house. And then I have a 38 Smith and Weston revolver. I love that gun. Like I love wheel guns. And I'll just honestly, like people say you need a holster, you need a holster. Yeah, I know. But this is just the gun that I throw in my hoodie or my pocket if I'm running to Walmart really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, uh, it's helped me feel a lot safer in situations when I'm late at night alone.
1: Wow. I actually would not have thought that you would have the Smith & Wesson revolver. Mm-hmm. Smith & Wesson, hands down, if you're going to have a revolver, I think they make some of the best revolvers because there are a lot of crappy revolvers out there. But Me, personally, I've never been a fan of wheel guns. Okay, so you said you'll either just throw it in your pocket, your hoodie. What about carrying your Glock 43? What are ways that you carry it?
2: There are leggings that have built-in holsters, and it just has the little, um, it's like a stretchy type rubber band thing that goes over the top so it doesn't fall out. I try not to carry in my purse, but there's so many times where I end up carrying in my purse anyway. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're someone's going to attack you, the first thing they're probably going to go for is your purse because that's where your belongings are. And then there goes my gun with it. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really hard. I, I tried under the bra thing. It's extremely uncomfortable. I can't deal with it. I already already deal with like underwire mm-hmm. dabbing my boobs anyway. I don't need a hunk of metal, you know, that's <laughs> a couple pounds hanging from it on top of it. Yeah. But I always just go with the leggings with. Do you have a, a certain
1: brand like... that you stick with?
2: Oh, crap. What's the name of it? I feel like a piece of crap, but I, there's like three different brands that I use and they're all amazing. And I don't remember any of the name. Oh, uh, it was. One go dig of... in my closet and look. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I've tried quite a bit of the leggings and they've worked pretty well. In fact, I just got some from Primary Arms. And they've worked well. I also I like the sticky holster. Have you tried that at oh, all?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I have. It took me a while to figure out how to use it properly. I didn't. I felt like it was going to fall out, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's I know. Sick. And I'm just kind of like this. Piece, this little thing is gonna
1: nah. It's
2: like no, it's not. I was like, this feels really weird, but actually, it does work.
1: Yeah, and it's just nice, especially if you're on the go or something. And then. I actually really liked the flashbang holster. Anytime I was going on a date for the first time and I'm not sure where this is going and I wanted my gun nearby, (laughs) I would just have that flashbang holster in case they try to get a little too touchy. (laughs) You're like, yeah, that's not what you're reaching for, buddy. Yeah. Oh, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. But if I had to wear it every day, uh, I'd be different. And like you, I also purse carry. I have a gun in my purse usually, probably 95% of the time. And then sometimes I'll have one on my body, but. And I tell my students this all the time. Obviously, if you have little kids, I would not recommend purse carry at all. But if you don't, you're responsible with your purse. You're not leaving it, setting it down wherever. But I think a gun, you know, in your purse is obviously better than no gun. But just know that you're not going to have as quick access to it. Yeah, exactly. But
2: the good thing is, is like if you feel uncomfortable in a situation, I always at least just have my hand on it in my bag or Mm -hmm. just to prepare. Yeah, yeah. Like with the with having kids, I know a lot of my friends. I'm at the age now where everyone's having kids and getting married, except for me. And they asked me about where to put their their gun. And I tell them not to put it in their purse because more likely your like chances are your kids most likely to put their hands on the gun than you are Mm -hmm. to be attacked. Absolutely. You're just kids are inquisitive. And when you tell them no, they just have to know why. And I feel like, you know, that there's more likely an accident to happen than you know something bad.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> like getting I attacked agree. by somebody or something. Yeah. And there has been a lot of instances where there has been an accident because the child accessed the gun from a purse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always recommend not to do that. Yeah, same. Okay, moving That's forward.
0: forward.
1: Primary Arms, if you're wanting a compact red dot for a carbine, you should check out the SLX line of micro red dots from Primary Arms. They have several versions to choose from, all ranging from $89 to $150. Each has an enclosed emitter in a compact package that sits very low, so you can co witness it on factory iron sights of carbines like the MP5. The advanced push button version also includes auto live motion activation, which it's essential in red dots for me because I'm always forgetting to turn them off. And then when I need them, cool, battery just went dead. That whole shake wake, it's a must-have for me. It has a two MOA dot and 12 brightness settings. It's a great compact dot, so definitely check it out. It'd go perfectly with the Ruger 57 chassis that I'm about to talk about. And remember, if you use the code AVA, A-V-A, you will get a free scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you buy. And that is at primaryarms.com.
0: Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: Well, you guys just heard me mention the Ruger 57 chassis. You can transform your Ruger 57 into a carbine. A lot of you may not have realized it, but the Ruger 57 pistol was built with a modular frame design similar to the P320 and P365. What this means is the serial part of the pistol is part of a removable trigger pack, making it easy to swap into a new grip module. I ran across a company called Custom Smith Manufacturing on Instagram a while back and have been watching teases of development on a new chassis for the Ruger 57. That's right, a chassis, meaning you can turn it into a carbine either with a brace or if you want to SBR the pistol. After removing the trigger pack and installing it into the lower, you add a charging handle to the factory slide and then install the upper. All of the slide, barrel, and other internal parts remain the same. The assembled CSM MP-57 has a full-length Picatinny rail on top as well as one under the barrel and a rear rail to install a brace. It also has a QD swivel mount and is manufactured from glass-filled nylon 12, so it weighs only 1 pound and 14 ounces. They just went on pre-order for $399.95, and they're expected to start shipping next month. They definitely look like a lot of fun, and I'd be really interested to try one out. Especially once threaded barrels become available for the Ruger 57, this will definitely be an awesome backpack gun.
0: Stupid, funny, cool, interesting awesome as never mind af
1: in today's af segment container ship ever given becomes newest meme by now most of you have almost certainly seen the new meme circulating of an excavator digging dirt from around the bow of a large ship it showed up last week after the ultra large container ship ever given got stuck in the suez canal After the ship got stuck, people examined the ship's route before the incident and noted that the path drawn on their route kind of looked like a penis. While such things have been done intentionally by pilots in the sky, there's no evidence that was intentional here. Getting stuck in the canal could be called a dick move, though. The canal is essential to global trade with nearly $10 billion a day going through it. The ship was stuck for over six days as excavators and eight tugboats worked to free it. The global implications of this will take some time to measure, but even though traffic is now flowing through it again, it's expected to take at least two weeks for traffic to get back to normal. Some ship routes uh, around the Horn of Africa, which adds two weeks to the journey. Others simply waited, which also costs money. Much of the goods that we use every day come from overseas. We could start seeing shortages of some things for a few weeks. I've been trying to get a new cabinet to make an indoor greenhouse for my plants and it's out of stock everywhere in this country. And I can't help but think it's because my cabinet is in a container on this ship that got stuck. And now it's time for iTunes reviews. Alex, I want you to pick a lucky winner out of the first or the second reviewer. These are our last reviews. After that, we don't have any more. So if you guys haven't left a review, please do so on iTunes. First review is Josh983AwesomeAF, awesome AF 5 stars. I've been listening for a while now and really enjoy the show. Always get information, interesting people. I keep learning about far too many things I need to buy though. Second is Ron Swan titled More Tickles, which is my dog. (laughs) Five stars, guess what? I got a fever and the only prescription is more tickles. Love the show, keep up the awesome work. Okay, so Alex, would you say the first or the second reviewer should win a prize pack?
0: hmm
2: uh you know the first is great but i gotta go with the second because literally dogs are freaking amazing dogs make everything so much better right i agree with that
1: <laughs> until they're following you around all over the house every step they have to be on your lap touching yep. you yeah yeah then okay i need a break i don't think i could have kids <laughs> <laughs> my dog is literally in my lap
2: right now and i'm just, like so hot and i'm like dude you're killing me over here i know i hear you
1: all right it's time to wrap up Guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. If you enjoy the show, you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You can do that by just going to gunfunny.com. Click on the support the show link. Also, blown deadline, he's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron every month that we draw at the beginning of each month. And I wanted to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson. Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Kellamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreon, Jon Snow, he wants me to say, the grass is always greener on the other side, unless Operator Tickles has been there. In that case, the grass is probably soaked with blood and tears of her enemies. And, all right, Alex, well, thank you again for spending your, well, I guess, afternoon with me. (laughs) (laughs) well, it's my morning, um, everyone else's afternoon. (laughs) But I really, really appreciate it. And I'm thrilled that I was your first podcast. Means a lot. And can you just remind people once again what your name on social media is? Alex underscore
2: Zedra, Z-E-D-R-A. Everyone thinks it's zebra for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, we are out of here. Awesome. Thanks for having me.